those are some victory vibes from Chill Hop as today was another special day, an amazing day, a fun day actually. And I know we are in chapter 18 of our One Proverb a Day. However, uh, today also happens to be Sunday service, but also our rematch from last year's bachelor party. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, last year I had a bachelor party where I elected to basically have an all-out soccer match. My brother, uh, the best man, arranged it all. My father was the ref. Um, We had 11-on-11 goalies. We had everything. Uh, Jerseys, rent out a field. And today we actually had the rematch of that game last year. And wow, pretty much ended the same way. I had an amazing day today. Uh, Accounted for five of the six goals that we put in today. And it was just fun, man. It was fun to get back with the fellas. Fun to get back in the field. Uh, Brian did an amazing job captaining his team. But uh, sorry, brother. We came out victorious yet again. And as last year, late game drama. I was involved with the last goal as well. So um, shout out to the, to the crew, to the squad, everyone who played today. I appreciate you guys, whether you were there last year or new to it this year. Um, it was a fun event. And, um, yeah, thank you for the fans, too. We had some fans in the stands. My wife, Laura, who never watches me play soccer, was there today. And I I truly appreciate that, honey. It was a cherry on top to an amazing birthday weekend. So um, here we are, guys. Proverbs 18. And, um, again, I'm reading out of the Amplified Version. And today is actually one of the shorter Proverbs. Only 24 verses in this chapter. And I don't really want to waste any more time. I think I spoke about everything I wanted to say. I'm getting a good overall day today. So also Titans won in overtime, which was amazing. So my team is now 5-0. And and, uh, it's just so many things to be thankful for. You know, birthday. My cousin's birthday is tomorrow. Nicolas's birthday on Friday. A victory in soccer. (sighs) We're alive. God's amazing, right? So enough about me. Let's get into the proverb today, 18. And here in verse 1, it says, He who willfully separates himself from God and man seeks his own desire. He quarrels against all sound wisdom. Quick question, you guys. Have you ever felt like um, you're kind of like distancing yourself from people and from even wise counsel? Because when I say wise counsel, I don't really mean man. But the verse here says God and man. So sometimes we actually kind of like separate ourselves from God because we know we shouldn't be doing something. Or we know the decision we're about to make, um, our own desire, quote unquote, really isn't pleasing in his sight. And even when we involve man, we feel like, oh, if I just tell my, my youth pastor, if I tell my friend who's supposed to hold me accountable, if I tell my parents who want me to walk in a godly way, then they're going to say no to what I want to do. And be very careful about that because the end of the verse says he quarrels against all sound wisdom. Don't be a type of person who is openly and willingly um, rejecting sound counsel and sound wisdom in a situation that's calling for you to do something that you pretty much know you shouldn't be doing. All right, so don't be willfully ignorant, but don't separate and don't separate yourself from God or men who, who are, are trying to give wise counsel. Attract yourself, even if it sucks, even if you don't want to hear it, get closer to it because it gives you life. Verse 2 says, A closed-minded fool does not delight in understanding, but only in revealing his personal opinions, unwittingly displaying his self-indulgence and his stupidity. There's that word again, just like in chapter 12. 
verse 1. Here we see it again in chapter 18, verse 2. A closed-minded fool does not delight in understanding. Although he might think he's doing it. Although some people are so closed-minded that they really truly believe they're open-minded. And they are open to sound counsel and open to all types of um, sound opinions. They're not. And they only like to reveal their personal opinions. People talk about the president. People talk about church. People talk about finances. People talk about the ways of life and certain do's, certain don'ts. These type of people just like revealing what they want to th say and how they think. Just pretty much stupidity. No wisdom at all. I just want to share what I want to feel. Punto. Period. Three. When the wicked man comes to the depth of evil, contempt of all that is pure and good also comes. And with inner baseness, dishonor comes outer shame. Mm, the depth of evil leads to contempt and all that is pure and good also comes. I mean, wow. Interesting because I love how this verse ends. It says, and with inner baseness, dishonor comes outer comes. I'm sorry. With inner base, baseness, dishonor comes out comes out of shame sorry about that it's kind of hard to get that one out i feel like sometimes we, we go through so many internal struggles and then the shame just manifests right we kind of close off we act weird we get into our little turtle shell so to speak you know and that outer shame is just so tangible you see it you feel it you know so just you know try to avoid entering the depths of, of self-condemnation or or judging yourself too harshly and just you know that's what we need that's why wisdom is huge Wisdom is always for you, is trying to help you become better, not to tear you down. Four says, the words of a man's mouth's mouth are like deep waters, copious and difficult to fathom. The fountain of mature godly wisdom is like a bubbling stream, sparkling fresh, pure and life-giving. The fountain of the mature and godly people. That's where you want to be around. Not by the person who has a beautiful fountain, but spewing venom understand the difference you can have a fountain that's regular but spews purity wisdom sparkling fresh life-giving counsel you can also have a fountain that's beautiful but spews out gross grotesque words and and evil and venom and so on and so forth so be very aware of that five says to show respect to the wicked person is not good nor to push aside and deprive the righteous of justice oof a lot of us like to side with the with the wicked and kind of cast off the the righteous. So, mm, I, I feel like a lot of people will come will face the music, so to speak, one day with God with that because He detests that. Don't ever side with a wicked person and act like a righteous person is wicked. Don't call good evil nor evil good. Um, a fool's lips brings contention and strife, and his mouth invites a beating. Hmm. Man, ever heard a person who just won't stop? Really just working up the atmosphere? Yeah, he's cruising for a bruising, right? A fool's mouth is his ruin, and his lips are the snare of his soul. The words of a whisperer, gossip, are like dainty morsels to be greedy, to be greedily eaten. They go down into the innermost chambers of the body to be remembered and mused upon. He who is careless in his work is a, is a brother to him who destroys. Hmm. Careless with his work. Man, last thing we should be doing is being careless with our work, but being very attentive and astute to it. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runs to it and, and is safe and set on high, far above evil. I love how it says the name of the Lord. 
I love that because a lot of times, even now, you talk to people and you say the word Jesus or Yahweh or Shua, whatever you want to say, and they're just like, no, like I worship God and not Jesus. But like, I love how it says the name of the Lord is a strong tower. And like, that's what we take refuge in. And Jesus, who was sent by God to redeem the world, right? So, like, it's not so much that you believe you're righteous because you're religious, but it's because you believe in the name that's above all name. I love how it ends by far above evil. If you want to be far above evil, you got to be with the name above all names is that. Amen to that. 11. The rich man's wealth is a strong city and like a high wall of protection is his own imagination and conceit. 12. Before disaster, the heart of a man is haughty and filled with self-importance, but humility comes before honor. Man, before disaster, a man's heart is haughty and filled with self-importance. Guys, you know, when pride strikes, when pride really takes over, um, that's what it basically is. We just get filled with self-importance. Why didn't they want me with them? Why didn't? Uh, why don't I feel like I belong? Why isn't it about me? Why shouldn't? Why aren't things going my way? These are all things that lead, like, that spew from self-importance. So, if we're walking in with self-importance everywhere we go, think about it. You must be the main center of attraction, or you're pretty much bitter and don't want to be there. 13. He who answers before he hears the facts, it is the folly and shame to him. Man, how many people have answered way before they heard real truthful facts. Not what CNN and Fox and MSNBC like to share. No. Real facts. We just tear people apart, right? We just want to answer. We want to listen, right? Because we don't even know what the word James says, right? Be quick to listen, so to speak. Now we go reverse of that. 14. The spirit of a man sustains him in sickness, but as for a broken spirit, who can bear it? Man, there's some times, man, where your old body is like, nope, not today, man. I got aches, got coughs, got pains everywhere, but the spirit is there because you're still, you're so strong in the spirit. But imagine being sick and having a broken spirit. Oof, why would you want to get out of bed or do anything? The mind of the prudent always acquires knowledge, and the ear of the wise always seeks knowledge. I love that the mind of the prudent and the ear of the wise are always after knowledge. They're always after what God has to give. Not just blessings and gifts and feel-goods, but actual knowledge of who He is and actual knowledge of what we need in order to sustain ourselves every day, in order to help people every day, in order to be aware. You know? Amen. 16. A man's gift, given in love or courtesy, makes room for him and brings him before great men. The first one to plead his case seems right, until another comes and cross-examines him. You ever seen people who really are just so quick to just defend themselves because they feel like everyone is coming against them or the wrong story was told about them? But then when someone really comes to examine what was being said, or what the person said, the first witness, so to speak, or the first, I'm sorry, defendant, hmm, it's interesting, right? Like, oh, so that, that really happened? Yeah, it happened, it happened. Usually the people who are first to defend themselves are people who are self-conscious, uh, don't have really much of a secure uh, foundation in their identity. So there's really no reason to plead your case. Just, just be aware of the truth and always present the truth before all things, even if it's against yourself. 18. To cast lots puts an end to quarrels and decides between powerful contenders. Hmm. A brother offended is harder to win over than a fortified city. Well, and contentions separating families are like bars of a castle. 
a brother offended is harder to win over than a fortified city. Imagine that, guys. I, I think about like the olden days, like you know when Troy and and all those 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 nations fought against each other, and you know um, like ancient Greece, so to speak. And like their cities were so fortified, they had archers, they had these high walls, they had boulders, they had flames. It's easier to conquer that than to make amends with a brother who's offended. So be careful about that. How do you avoid that? Don't offend him. Speak wisely, speak honestly, but choose not to offend. A man's stomach will be satisfied with the fruits of his mouth. He will be satisfied with the consequences of his words. Hmm. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it and indulge in it will eat its fruit, bear the consequences of their words. Death and life are in the power of your tongue. Yes, whatever you say, whatever is coming out that that mouth, that little tongue of yours carries a lot of power. Be careful. Even if you don't say it directly to a person, what you feel, you're saying it, and you're declaring it into a spiritual realm where it can be taken advantage of. 22. He who finds a true and faithful wife finds a good thing and obtains favor and approval from the Lord. Amen. Highlight that. 22. For all my married couples out there, my beautiful, amazing wife, Flora. Honey, I found something true and faithful and I found a good thing. And I obtained, obtained favor and approval from the Lord. And wow, it really is amazing, guys. It's a blessing to be married. It's a blessing to endure a relationship with your spouse. So if you did find a good wife, praise God. If you haven't yet, don't worry about it. Keep praying. Because one day this verse will be just for you. 23. The poor man pleads, but the rich man answers roughly. And last but not least, verse 24. The man of too many friends, chosen indiscriminately, will be broken in pieces and come to ruin. But there is a true loving friend who is reliable and sticks closer than a brother. The man of too many friends. Don't, don't a lot of people want so many friends on social media? Everyone wants a thousand followers and we're buying followers and we're following people and then unfollowing them so they can hopefully follow us and then we'll have one more follower and we'll, you know, kind of just increase that whole thing for a good graphic for our eyes to see that people want to follow us. Man, do yourself a favor. You don't need too many friends. Jesus had 12 boys. One was crooked, but the rest were there with him. And don't choose them because you choose them based on what they wear, what they say. Choose them for their integrity, their character, their moral compass. Choose them for their spiritual walk, for what they consider justice to be. I couldn't imagine if Daniel and his friends, if one of them was in a line with what they wanted to do. And they said, we're going to go into the fiery you know, um, furnace and we're going to survive or God's going to save us. Imagine one of them who wasn't along with them. They'd be like, uh, guys, can I not be involved with you? I just bow down to the statue because, yeah, I don't want to get thrown into a furnace. The reality is, show me who your friends are and I'll show you who you are. So choose wisely who you're surrounding yourself with because they are the ones whispering either sweet nothings into your ear or powerful wise things that edify even down to the core of your soul. Well, guys, that wraps up chapter 18 here at Hope Ministries. Um, another chapter in the book. Wow, we're almost there, guys. I know you're, you're, you're chugging along and it's a lot, but trust me, man keep on doing it keep persevering and again what did this chapter say to you what did it speak to you what was the addressing in your life that maybe you haven't confronted i'm not sure what it is but i know i'm putting i'm willing to put money on it that god knows exactly what it is amen i don't bet but i guess hypothetically well guys i love you guys have a safe night i will see you back here for chapter 19
I love you all. I had an amazing weekend. Thank you for all of you who shared your love with me and birthday wishes. Now, on to the anniversary next Sunday. God bless, guys.